So we are wrapping up the first year of our world trip and during this time we realised that we've stayed in uh, 37 hotels during this first year. So I wanted to share just a bit about what you learned from this experience. So first up is that everyone is human. Through um, our stays in like hotels, what we realised is like we're there to relax, we're there to, to chill out, to go on holiday. Um, but actually, most people who are there are there to work. They're looking to have a job uh, that pays the bills, feeds their families, is what gets them out of bed in the morning. And they might be going to work at a hotel that's a good hotel. They have a good manager, but they also might not. So the next time you kind of check in, just remember the staff of the hotel are human. And some people have good days, some people have bad days, and try not let it to affect your stay. Uh, second up is room lighting. <laughs> it seems such a minor thing, but has such a dramatic effect if you're staying somewhere for a bit of time. Uh, every room we've stayed in has had a different lighting system, from a simple on and off switch to a tablet-controlled smart light. Uh, we've now opted to take like a USB-powered light with us um, when we travel, so if the lighting system is too complicated or it produces like too much light or no light at all, uh, we can still have like a night light for the kids to find their way around the room. Uh, but when you check in, if you're taken to your room or um, you've been through check-in staff, just ask them how the lighting system works. It seems so simple, but it very rarely is. Now, getting room upgrades, uh, if you were to believe Instagram, you would feel that no one ever pays full price for a business class flight or a hotel villa with a pool. But if, like me, you don't want to have 20 credit cards set up with points for everything you breathe and do, uh, how do you get room upgrades. Now, we were very fortunate that we were traveling during COVID, uh, so we were able to get much cheaper rooms than normal or kind of get better rooms than, than we potentially would have got because we were normally the only tourist family at the hotel. The hotel might have five or six people, like a 200-room hotel, and we'd be the only tourist there. Now, the best way we found to get upgraded was actually just to ask, like when you arrive, just say, do you have any rooms that we can upgrade to? This worked a lot better during weekdays. Um, and then you have to decide, like sometimes they're gonna give you a free one, but they'll normally offer that up first, um, or they will ask for a charge. But the charge is normally not a lot. Uh, we stayed in a really nice hotel in the desert. And we asked, uh, sorry, we didn't ask, we got offered an upgrade. Um, during a weekday from our kind of suite to a villa with a pool which was amazing and it was like a 70 pound British pound uh, increase of price for what was a considerable uh, upgrade of a room. Now on the travel I have discovered a small hack for getting a free or a cheap upgrade like there is a morality bit here uh, and it, but it works really well in the Middle East and Asia so hotels seem to think that if you book a room for two adults and two children, uh, like our children under 12, then one of the kids will sleep with you in your bed and one will sleep on like a sofa bed, um, which is just not going to happen. Um, now this has happened to us about 10 times as we've travelled. And it normally happens if we've booked through like booking.com or something. Um, and the process of what happens next, and I'll kind of run through like the script that I've kind of put together, has resulted in an upgrade every single time, which has either been free or like a small amount. So normally we'd get to the hotel, we would check in, we'd go to our room, we'd see that it's too small, um, and that, or there'd be like, there'd be no bed in there, and there's no way you can get an extra bed in there, or there'd be one bed. Uh, it just wasn't gonna work. Uh, I would then return to reception and very politely say, you know, because it's not their fault, they're just doing their job. And then I would say this specific script. I'd be like, hi, we've just checked into room 111. Uh, there's four of us, but there's only one bed and a single bed, and our two children can't share. 
Then I'd pause. The staff member would typically then like apologize and explain how normally one child would sleep on the bed and then the other child would sleep with you. Uh, I would then uh, reply with, um, I see. Uh, are there any other rooms available at the hotel which could accommodate us better? Uh, as there's no way we can fit in this room. Now at this point, like they're, they're going, oh, he's after a free upgrade. The key here is then to say, I'm happy to pay a bit more for this new room if it solves my problem. So they're like, okay, cool, he's willing to pay. But you can then flip it with, uh, but if you don't have an adequate room, I'm also happy to get a refund and we'll go and stay at another hotel that does. Which then makes them go, oh, shit, <laughs> we don't want to lose a, 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 someone staying here. Now, at this point, you've clearly stated three things, which is, I've got a problem that you need to fix. It's not, I'm not annoyed, I just need this resolved. I'm not after a free upgrade, I just want a room that I can enjoy my stay with and I'll willing to pay a bit more than that. Um, and that you know you're telling them that if they don't do this like you're gonna leave and you're gonna ask for a refund which they won't be able to action so they're gonna have to call their manager or their manager's manager who will then probably offer you the upgrade anyway so they don't want to risk you leaving and asking for a refund and going to a competitor now this script has worked every single time we've gone from like a standard room to like a two-bedroom mega suite with a with a pool for like 20 pounds more a night um, it's, it's been crazy. Now the key to it though is I personally, I can't go and moan about a room and try and get an upgrade if something isn't actually wrong. So for me it only works if we if we book a room and we believe that like it's adequate for four of us and they've missold it or you know culturally there's difference because they, they expect you to sleep in the bed with one of the children. Um, like I take the view that like that's on them. Uh, and a few times during the conversations I've had staff members say well this is the room you've booked, uh, to which I always reply, well, this is the room that you sold. And then I'm like, we can go to the room and you can show me how four of us will fit in here. And you have to be really confident to know that that is not possible for it to follow through. So far, we've not had to do this. Uh, now, sleeping in the rooms, there's always gonna be like a fire alarm light or something blinking uh, or sounding in the room. Now, if you've got blackout curtains, you can kind of close all the curtains, turn all the lights off during the day, and you can get an idea if there's anything flashing or noisy, and it's much better to figure this out during the day than at two o'clock in the morning. This also goes for pillows. Um, most hotels, if they're nice-ish, they're gonna have different pillow options, so just kind of test the pillow out when you get to the room. Um, also, if they, you know, if it's not a nice-ish hotel, if the pillow's a bit too soft or too low, you can then like grab one from a sofa or something to kind of accommodate it out or just ask for extra like soft pillows. There's ways around it. Again, much easier to do than at uh, night time, especially if you've got kids sleeping in the room. Uh, temperature. So being British, uh, it's taken us quite a while to climatize to the heat of different countries. So normally we try and go to whack the AC on low, um, but most rooms it wouldn't go below 20 degrees. Even one hotel, I told them the AC was broke so it was really warm and it wouldn't go to 18, even though it said 18. Uh, and the maintenance guy came to the room and was really confused why I would want it that low uh, and had to like go up into the ceiling and f adjust like the airflow or something to make it uh, cold. So, so now what we do is when we go to the room, we basically drop the AC to the lowest it will go and then we'll typically have a swim or something and then we'll come back an hour or so later and get an idea if the, like what's the coldest the room will get to. And if that's either okay or really cold, then we know it'll be okay for the, for the evening. Again, much better to resolve this when your kids aren't fast asleep.
children's activities. Uh, so again, because we, when we've been traveling, there hasn't been, like it hasn't been really busy. The only place where we had this was in the Maldives, which was busier than most places because it had been open during the pandemic for everywhere. Uh, the key here is when you arrive on the first day, basically in that evening, just go and book your children into every activity that you can. Um, you can always cancel, but most of them will have a capacity amount either due to like restrictions or uh, because there's only so many like you know harnesses or whatever the thing will be. Uh, and slots fill up a lot, especially on weekends, because people go for like staycations or if it's a school holiday. Um, the shower. So for me, like a good shower can make or break a hotel room. So when I get to a room, just literally turn the shower on, check there's decent water pressure, and then set it to its coldest and its hottest, just to see, just to make sure it's not gonna like, it can go cold and it can go hot and it's not gonna like freeze completely or completely bore you. Uh, in many countries we've visited that like, you can't drink the tap water. So normally you get a couple of bottles of water in your room. Um, but when you get to the room, we just ring up and say, look, can we just get a couple more bottles uh, each? Um, and normally they'll bring uh, just a load uh, to fill in the room, which is really good. A, you just have extra bottles if you're then gonna have any day trips out. But also, most people don't sleep well the first night in hotels. So having a couple of extra bottles of water just so you can down them overnight, especially if you get dehydrated from the AC, is always good. Uh, check-in times. So most hotel check-in times are between 2 and 4 p.m. We found that getting there an hour before check-in time or an hour after um, is the best to avoid like, the busy check-in processes. Um, and it's normally the best times if you want to get upgraded. Uh, an hour earlier on weekdays, uh, sorry, an hour earlier on weekends or an hour earlier, an hour later on weekdays is the best odds to get a check-in because in the week they know no one's turning up and the weekends is going to be busy either way. Uh, we also found that check-ins on the Tuesday were the best as the hotels were the least busiest on those days. Um, one thing that uh, we started doing more recently is getting like a tour of the hotel. So a lot of places have a lot of different facilities or like tennis courts or the gym or spa or whatever. And you kind of, the kind of hotels are built quite like in a maze. So when you arrive at the hotel, uh, if it's a nice hotel, you can ask a member of staff to walk you around if they didn't do it already. Um, or just kind of navigate around the hotel uh, when you, as soon as you can, because that'll also tell you of any events, any deals, or anything that's happening during your stay. Okay, resolving issues. So, if you're having issues at a hotel, like don't like ring from your room to reception. Like hotel staff get problems all the time. They're faced with issues constantly, and unfortunately, you have to be. They have to recognise you to actually solve the problem. From my own experience. The key is to do all of this if you can on the first day. Like you have to be that person. And I found saying to them, if like if it's simple things, then obviously just you know resolve it accordingly. But if there's a few different things, then saying to them like, look, what is your problem? Sorry, what is your policy on us leaving and going to another hotel? This is not what was advertised to us and what we expected. Um, we're happy to accept the refund and we'll move somewhere else. Now, saying that will get them moving. Uh, unfortunately, the problem is, is in these situations, most of the time, the ruder person gets what they want because people don't want like a public display, which is really frustrating. Um, that being said, though, we had we stayed in one hotel and there was a there was a, a gentleman who's been really rude to the staff to get his problem resolved, and we were trying to get our problem resolved, and we were being nice, uh, and then we got the nice room upgrade that he was after, which was uh, which was cool. Uh, the key though with issues though is also important to remember like some hotels just don't care like you are just a number 
and they're trying to you know fill a room uh, and the key basically this is just not really to go back again um, you can give them a one star review but I don't see the massive point they're not going to change uh, saying good morning, uh, saying good uh, Good morning, saying good morning, hello, how are you, really can change like someone's day. Uh, we've had so many amazing conversations with lifeguards, housekeeping, waiters, all from a simple kind of good morning. Uh, and that goes for like your children, so staff really will notice if your children are polite, uh, because most children aren't. Uh, we were at one hotel, and like you know, many parents, we were reminding our children about the word thank you uh, when like they were given food or something. Uh, and we'd been at the hotel for about a week, and the waiter said, "Your children, you know, they're they're really nice and polite." And I replied, "You know, thanks very much. They are most of the times, but we have to, you know, kind of remind them sometimes." And then he goes into this like five-minute chat about just how nice they are and how he'd like seen them like ask for things like politely they'd wait in queues like they'd pick up stuff that they or other people had dropped and how um my son like i think the day before had had opened like the door for like a lady who was carrying two plates um like it's all small things but very lovely things to hear from a, you know a complete stranger about your own children um Hotels in when it's busy, um, when we went to some places uh, where it was getting busy, now most people um, like will typically have dinner at the hotel the first night um, and we found that if you ask like the serving staff um, on the dinner shift like when are the busy times you'll get like the, the real answer of like when you should visit the pool, breakfast, gym, dinner activities because they know when people are eating and people tend to plan their days around that uh, and then you know go to the pool, ask them if there's any children specific swim times, adult only swim times. Um, if the hotel is more a family kind of focused place, they'll probably like serve like an afternoon like treat. So it's normally like an Alice lolly or some fruit or something we found normally around like 2 p.m. Especially if there's a children's club. Um, but just getting a, a finger on when the busy times are so you can avoid um, if you want a module that experience. Um, all inclusive packages, if a hotel has an all inclusive package, just don't stay at the hotel. The food quality will be rubbish. The guests are typically more rude or expecting of services. Alcohol is normally a major kind of factor into this, so most people are drunk all the time. Uh, unless that's what you're after, and if that is it, then you know, go for it. Uh, technology. So hotel room technology is normally two to five years old. Just don't bother trying to get it to work. Um, you know, if you want to just get like a TV pro, like the news on or a kids channel on. Uh, just do that but basically check if the TV has a HDMI slot connect your laptop phone or tablet and don't touch anything else that they've uh, provided because it's just too out of date uh, swimming pool so we've had the amazing experience in last year to stay at two hotels which had massive swimming pools uh, one was 50 meters and one was 80 meters uh, which is far too long uh, what we found out is that if a pool is over 10 meters that's long enough for you to like swim lengths as long as it's not too busy and uh, now if you've got kids we found that if you introduce your children to the lifeguards, the lifeguards typically there'll be like a few of them on rotation, uh, but make sure they introduce themselves to the lifeguards, they tell the lifeguards their names. Uh, and the, the firstly, like the reason to do this is no one does it. Like no one t makes their kids go and speak to the lifeguards and say hello and tell their names. But also it means that if the, your kids are doing something stupid, um, then the lifeguards can call them out by their name, um, you know, and say like, stop doing that, which is great for safety. Uh, but it also means that, like you're, you know, from a lifeguard's point of view, they just see a sea of children, and if they then can associate your kids with their names, then selfishly, I think that they're going to watch your kids a bit more 
so that works quite well. Uh, and then an evening swim after dinner. Most people don't do it. They have their dinner, they go to a bar, or they go to their room to sleep. Um, but sometimes having an early dinner, then go for a swim as it gets dark is, is lovely and can be quite meditative. Meditative? Med meditative. Um, I've had a few times where like we would check in and like the a manager of any department would kind of give you their card and normally they'd just kind of throw it away, like what am I going to use this for? But what I realised is actually, I would now I grab the card, I get the mobile number, I check if they're on WhatsApp, um, and if they are, I add it to my phone. And if I want to plan like something like a special dinner, or uh, if we want to go out on a trip or a, an activity or something, or or there's an issue, I'll message politely the manager, regardless of the department they're in, and it would a hundred percent get resolved ASAP. Uh, this, this is a complete like hack of customer service. Um, compliments, uh, if a meal is amazing, ask to tell the chef. If housekeeping do a great job, ring them to inform the manager. Basically, if any member of staff does something that makes your day, however small, even if they smile but you really needed it that day, then just thank them. And if it makes sense, inform the manager. We had a great housekeeping at a hotel in Bali, the Marriott uh, Courtyard. Uh, and one day we went back to our room and all of our kids' toys were lined up. Um, by height order, we had a lovely note on our bed, all my computer cables were nicely like folded away, all small things but just nice. And I rang, uh, you know, reception from the room to kind of say, you know, to give this great feedback. Um, but it shows how often this doesn't happen because um, a few moments later, a manager turns up at the door with like, oh, is there a problem? And I could tell them, like, no, no, there's no problem. Like, you know, housekeeping's been great, but this particular time it was amazing because of this. And, you know, he was very thankful. He said he'll pass on the the, the praise to the, the staff member. But also, which is why I freaking love this hotel, um, he then said, like, oh, when in the day do you typically want housekeeping to come? And we were like, oh, in the afternoon. Um, and he was like, okay, well, if the lady who did... The, the, the housekeeping that you were impressed by is working at any days for the rest of your trip I'll put her on your room which was just a very nice touch um, following the script so it took me a while to like a few months into our travel to realise that many staff just follow a script or a standard way of operating the quicker you can understand that process the quicker you can get your own issues resolved for example um, I asked housekeeping if they could do like a you know like a rose petal like bath um, experience for my wife, which they just were like oh we don't do that we just clean the rooms. Um, so but then I went to the spa and asked the manager who was incentivized to sell stuff if they could do it, and they were like yeah we'll get housekeeping to do it. So you just got to kind of like find the right person who's incentivized to do the thing uh, that you want. Uh, taking stuff from the room, uh, so. We don't really take them much from the room apart from toothbrushes and soap because you just don't know when you're going to next need them. Uh, leaving a tip. So uh, if you want to leave a tip for housekeeping, uh, we found that leaving it in the room the day before you check out with a note, uh, this gets around like the fear that a manager or someone may or may not kind of swipe the tip. Um, and uh, normally the, the housekeeping will say thank you so you know they definitely got it, which is great. Um, given the hotel feedback, I don't really see the point in giving a public kind of like one star review shaming on TripAdvisor. Um, like, what's that really going to accomplish? It's your experience, unless it's something like dangerous. Uh, I must 
like I prefer to email the hotel and like a day before we leave, give them what was good and bad. Uh, and if they're any good, they'll review it and speak to you before you kind of check out. Um, but when you send the feedback, just expect uh, nothing back or any reply. Uh, I'm going to go into this topic a bit more on a separate post. Um, yeah, got a lot to say. <laughs> uh, if you're celebrating a, like a birthday or anniversary, or just the fact it's Tuesday, let the hotel know you're doing something special. They'll normally give you a cake or you know um, do something really nice in the room, uh, which it just brings a smile. It's cool. Uh, people from Bali. So Bali is, you know, I've never been before before we started our trip, and you see on Instagram of all these amazing like beaches and, and nature and stuff, and I I just saw Bali as poisonous snakes, volcanoes, eruptions. Um, earthquakes and tsunamis, uh, which it is, uh, but the people are just lovely. Uh, you can tell someone is from Bali even if they're not even in Bali. Um, the Balinese people just want to provide great service if it's in a five-star luxury hotel or a street cart selling fruit. Um, uh, unbelievable. To generalise the population, but every single Balinese person we've interacted with has been amazing. Uh, Southampton. So for some reason, uh, everyone seems to know where Southampton is. Uh, we, uh, you know, as weather is a British pastime when you're talking with other people, uh, football seems to be the global version of this. We would regularly get asked what our football team is and Southampton would come up and we thought that was because of football, but it's also because a lot of the staff working at hotels were working at um, on the cruise ships, of which Southampton is one of the ports. So they all seem to know Southampton quite well, which was quite funny. Uh, hotel spas, so surprisingly not many people actually visit hotel spas, especially in the week, um, mainly because they're more expensive than obviously going to a spa outside the hotel. Um, and what we found is if we went to the spa during the week, we could get like 50% off um, without even much haggling. They were just glad to actually have some customers. Um, new hotels, so when we would search for hotels, we typically look at reviews and facilities. Uh, but what we found is that a lot of hotels because we went at the kind of tail end of COVID, had been getting renovated uh, during the pandemic, um, and they seemed to be better. Like, the, the even though they had a slightly lower rating than their competitor, I think maybe because the facilities worked, the staff were therefore happier working there because they're getting less complaints. Uh, so now we try to search for only hotels that are renovated in the last kind of three years, if that's a, a, an option. And finally, luxury. So luxury, I've very... Um, always thought luxury was like just fancy, 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 and actually I think luxury is a very personal thing. Two people can have the exact same hotel experience. One person can give it a 10 out of 10, the other can give it a 1 out of 10. So much of the experience is down to your own expectation based on your own kind of like principles and uh, everything. So I'm not really sure like how you would answer this because we've stayed at some really luxury hotels but the services let it down. Um, and we've stayed at some hotels that aren't that great, but then the breakfast waiter made us laugh every single day. So all I've all I've learned from this is that like the the memories of luxury, the imagery of it all will fade, but the feelings won't. So if you're looking for luxury, ask yourself what can give you a luxury feeling. Uh, and that's it. That's basically what I've learned from staying in hotels of year one. Uh, we're about to start year two of our global travel and I hope to write and record audio uh, more this year and uh, hopefully we'll stay at like a lot more hotels um, 
But if you found this interesting or have any questions, feel free to email me or send me a message on Twitter.